0: now we get I get the um, awesome awesome honor of introducing you guys to somebody a lot of you already know but um, Pastor Mark from Riverstone he's really one of the reasons this church is here honestly Um, he's over this network so there are seven churches in our network now is that correct seven and we were the sixth to go and he's had his hands and fingerprints in all of them and we have a we have a goal of planning 20 churches like-minded churches in the atlanta area um, we all we're all different in some ways but similar dna heart after god and all of us are about community transformation which is right there that pillar is in all of us um, and so mark is just a fireball and um, he's one of the guys the reason i'm still in ministry uh, like you guys have heard my story a few years ago, my wife and I were deciding, are we going to keep doing this because we didn't like the way ministry was done? We didn't like burning people out, and we didn't like abusing people, and we didn't like dominant figures being the most important people in the room, and so we saw people who served and were humble at Riverstone, all the pastors were reachable, accessible, and didn't care about becoming famous. And, um they just have impacted us. And so today I asked Mark to come and speak and he's gonna share with you. And so if you guys wouldn't mind just giving him a round of applause as he comes up, that would be fantastic.
1: Thank you. It's good to be here with you. I always enjoy to get back to River City. I don't need that, I don't think. Uh, Yeah, I forgot my Bible. No. Uh, No, it's always good to be back. I was was telling Josh during the break there that uh, I feel like I've been in someone's living room. Uh, You have a great, uh, great gathering here, an intimate time of sharing. Uh, You even have a lot of stuff piled up at the door downstairs, so it's just like uh, (laughs) home. Um... Yeah, so I want to pray, and we're going to, uh, well, let me read a scripture first. We'll put it up here on the screen. It's a very simple scripture out of Second Timothy, and uh, there it is, uh, 2 Timothy 1.6. Paul writing, Timothy, Timothy says, For this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Lord, we thank you uh, for this time together. We thank you, Lord. You're already made yourself known in our midst uh, through worship and through our sharing together. Now we pray you make yourself known through your word. Uh, we love you today, Jesus, and we thank you for everything that you provide for us in our redemption. And I just pray today, Lord, that if anybody is not tapping in all the resources that are rightfully ours in you, that this would be the day they would believe for everything you have for them. In Jesus name amen so I've often wondered reading the scripture why it is that um, the Holy Spirit is compared to fire and this is one of the passages where you see that where Paul says fan into flame the gift that was given you on laying on of hands obviously talking about this Holy Spirit And then also you find uh, John talking about, John the Baptist talking about uh, that the one who comes after me will baptize you in the Holy Spirit and fire. And as I I looked at that, uh, one of the things I recognize is that um, uh, the work of the Holy Spirit in our life as believers has the same quality or characteristics as natural fire has. For example, natural fire brings heat and intense heat can purify And when the Spirit comes in fullness, there's an intensity of His working within us to purify our motives, to purify the way we choose so that we're choosing wholly for God and not just for self-interest all the time. We're we're really wanting to live for Him. I'm gonna read you a few quotes uh, uh, here. Uh, Jordan asked me if these were my notes. and They're not, actually they're quotes that I wanted to get right from different people, and these people are from different traditions. So I want you to understand that we're talking about the fire of the Spirit, the fullness of the Spirit, and that work is seen in many different traditions in the church. This is uh, the first one, E. Stanley Jones. He was a Methodist missionary in India. And when he uh, came into this fire, he said, Suddenly I was filled with a strange refining fire that seemed to course through every portion of my body in cleansing waves. Now it's pretty dramatic, but what he basically he's saying is the the nature of the Spirit's work in me was to cleanse me, to cleanse me of my self-interest, my sinful habits, and to put me in a new position of choosing holy for God. So uh, fire has heat, fire has light, Uh, Many times uh, when uh, we we experience the Spirit in His fullness, we have a better understanding. It's like the lights go on with the Word of God. Lights go on in terms of revelation. We see things we didn't see before. Uh, Michael Harper was an Anglican priest in England. Uh, He passed away some years ago, but he was, again, he entered into this fiery experience of the Holy Spirit in his own life. And he said it really made a difference in his preaching. And uh, this is what he said I was so clear-headed I even had moments when I wanted to stop and listen to what I was saying it was so interesting (laughs) so in other words he was getting such strong revelation from the Lord that he he had to stop and say well I know this isn't me this is really good you know I want to get in on this and uh, and so uh, that's another thing revelation the lights go on and then the third thing that the Spirit's similar to fire in, the, in this way that fire brings energy and power. And again, the Spirit brings energy and power, particularly in our ministry and our life of trying to bless and encourage people. Uh, again, another famous figure in church history, Charles Finney, kind of comes out of more of a Reformed Presbyterian tradition. He said this after he was filled with the Spirit, and he became a great revivalist in the 1800s. He said, I immediately found myself endued with such power from on high that a few words dropped here and there were the means of immediate conversion. In other words, he began to see in his own life a a gifting in the area of evangelism. Now, we don't all get the same gifting, but for him, the power showed up in the area of winning people to the Lord. Uh, There are many different gifts, many different ways that the Lord expresses his power in our life, but the point is... The Spirit brings a new supernatural energy to our life that allows us to do things that we cannot do in our own human capacity. And so uh, the Spirit brings power. Now, if that's the case, uh, here's the question I want to raise this morning. As we look at our own life, we look at our life as a church, the question to ask is, where is the fire? Am I seeing the fire-like qualities of the Spirit in my life? Am I seeing it in, our, in, our, in this community as you gather together? And, and I would say this for all of us as, as believers, wherever we are on the pilgrimage with the Lord, is that um, as, I, as I've watched people in terms of their experience or their relationship with the work of the Holy Spirit in their life as a believer, I kind of see three categories of believers out there, and so let me kind of share these with you as to maybe three categories of believers who are not seeing fire in their life and why they're not. And the first category, I would say, are believers who just haven't believed for the fire yet. And, uh, and there's a number of reasons for that. Uh, one reason, I think, is uh, some people have not believed for Uh, a greater working of the Holy Spirit in their life as a believer because they don't know you can. Uh, Let me share with you a few things. If you've never in your own life really asked the Lord to fill you with the Holy Spirit, to do a deeper work in you as a believer in Jesus, uh, let me remind you that when you became a believer, you received the Holy Spirit. You cannot be a believer without the Holy Spirit. (laughs) We are born of the Spirit. So when we become believers, the Spirit enters into our life. He's the one who ministers to us the very presence of Jesus. He's the one who ministers into us the voice of God. He is the, if you will, the umbilical cord to heaven (laughs) through which we receive everything we need from the Lord because the Lord right now is in heaven at the right hand of the Father. And so it's through the Spirit that we're able to engage the Lord His very presence in our life is essential as a believer. So uh, what we're saying here is not that you haven't received the Holy Spirit in the sense of being born again. If you believe in Jesus, if you've asked Him to forgive you of your sins, then you have the Holy Spirit. Now, if you haven't believed in Jesus, that's the first step you need to take. And if you're here today and you have not believed in the Lord, we'd love to pray with you that you ask Jesus to forgive you of your sins. Because when that happens you're born again, you become alive to God, you come alive to to the Lord Jesus through the forgiveness of your sins, and the Spirit dwells within you. If you have believed, then the most important thing you do after you believe for the forgiveness of your sins is to believe for the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And here's why. It's it's like when we believe, it's like God ignites a pilot light within us. (laughs) Uh, a pilot light, a flame within our life. And that's, a, that's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is in you. But the intention of the Lord is not that we have a, just a pilot light, but that we intentionally turn on the burners <laughs> so that the, the Spirit can go and fill every part of us that we might receive. I mean, Paul asked the, uh, the Ephesians in Galatians 19, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? He's not saying did the Spirit come into you. He's saying have you received the full working of the Spirit in your life because God has placed His Spirit in you so that you might receive His full working in your life. And, that, and the conditions for that are, are, are basically full surrender to the Lord and asking Jesus to fill you. And if, if you haven't done that, I want to encourage you, even today, to say, Lord, I, I, want, I want every burner in my life turned on. <laughs> and I want to invite you, Jesus, to ignite my life with the power and the presence and the holiness of your spirit within me. If you love what Jesus is doing in you, then why wouldn't you ask for more? <laughs> if you can get more. And that's what fullness means. It means the full working of the Spirit within our life. Now, so there are some people who have never asked because they aren't aware you can ask. There are other people who haven't asked because they're afraid to ask. And the fear is because they know Spirit-filled people, and those people have done some weird things. And they're saying, you know, I'm not sure I want to get into that. I'm trying to live a good, normal Christian life. I don't want to get crazy, you know. And uh, let me be the first to say there are people that are spirit-filled who have done stupid things. Uh, Let's just put that out on the table. We all have our charismatic war stories. stupid things happen out there and, and let me tell you why sometimes that happens it's uh I remember uh, I was reading a story of this uh leader in the church and these people came to him and said hey we got a group in the church that are really getting fanatical you know going off the deep end on the things of the spirit and uh we're just c- kind of concerned about them and somewhere in the conversation somebody said uh, do you think these people are going to make it to heaven and the leader said well they'll make it to heaven if they don't overshoot it uh <laughs> I think I think a lot of times uh, <laughs> that's what happens to people get filled with the Holy Spirit they get so excited sometimes they overshoot the Spirit you know they just kind of pushing forward in, in what they're experiencing and 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 that's understandable and that does happen so uh, but, l- but let me say this I know people who have misused or abused fire I mean natural fire I mean maybe they burned down a house or burned up the woods or whatever but the question is Have we stopped using fire because someone abused fire? (laughs) And the the answer is no. Why? Because life is impossible without fire. And so life is impossible without the fire of the Holy Spirit. It is dangerous to be filled with the Holy Spirit, but it's much more dangerous not to be. And, and let me say this, you've got a wonderful community here of Spirit-filled believers, and this is the best place to walk out life in the Spirit. Uh, life in the Spirit is not meant to be some kind of individual maverick experience where you go off and have your own personal mystical experiences. Life in the Spirit is meant to be lived in community, <laughs> where we can kind of hold one another accountable and walk together in this new kind of experience that the Lord has for us. So if you are fearing the work of the Spirit, you need to repent of that. Why should we fear the Spirit of Jesus? <laughs> Why should we spe- fear the Spirit of the Lord? Yes, there have been crazy things done in the name of the Spirit and still being done. But don't allow the enemy to use that to keep you from the full expression of the Lord's redemption in your life, which is His fullness. Uh, to, to receive everything he has for you so I would encourage you if there's kind of this kind of I, I remember I had a friend who used to always say uh, I was, he was a bit concerned for people who would, al, who would always say you know I'm open to the Holy Spirit pushing their hands this way <laughs> I'm open to the Holy Spirit at a distance no we should be fully open to the Spirit of God because it's through the Spirit of the Lord that we enter into the full working that God wants to do in our life so If you've been afraid, you're in a great place to begin to walk out life in the spirit and to enter in. And I would encourage you to repent of your fear and say, Lord, I want what you want for my life and I want it the way you wanna do it in my life, whatever that looks like in terms of the fullness of the spirit. So first group are people who never believed. The second group are people who have believed, and this may hit a number of you here, who have believed but are are struggling with belief. In other words, you understand you can be filled with the Spirit. You've even asked the Lord to fill you with the Spirit. But you're struggling in believing that you are filled with the Spirit. And I, I think in a, a sense, this is what Paul's talking, writing Timothy about. Uh, Timothy is about to step into the position of pastoring the church at Ephesus, which if you remember, if you go back to Acts 19... It is the church that Paul brought into the fullness of the Holy Spirit when he pastored that church for a number of years. How would you like to follow Paul in his ministry, Josh? The exciting one. And I think that's what Timmy, Timothy was struggling with, little Timmy. <laughs> he, because, you know, he, he looks at Paul and here's this man who's moving powerfully in revelation, powerfully in holiness. Uh, here's a man who's moving strongly in In uh, spiritual power and he's looking at Paul and he's looking at himself and he's saying you know I'm not who Paul is I can't do what Paul does and I'm just not sure Uh, I'm not sure I have what it takes to pastor this church I'm not sure I have what it takes to step into this ministry and so and, and, and Paul says, Paul writes him, and he says, uh, he, he questions about timidity. He says, you're timid, and, and I think what he's saying, you're spiritually timid. If you're, if, you're, um, if you're naturally timid, you don't have confidence in yourself. If you're spiritually timid, you don't have confidence in the Holy Spirit. That he can do in you what he wants to do in you. And I think a lot of times what happens, and I I hope I'm not reading too much into this passage because in a sense it, it reflects my own life. There was a time when I had to ask the Lord, Lord, would you fill me with the Holy Spirit? And I would believe Him for that, and I felt like there was some movement in terms of God doing new things in my life. But then it would seem to dissipate, and I would get frustrated, and I would look at other people, I'd look at their experiences, I'd look what they're saying going on in their life, and i say, well, yeah, it's not happening in my life, I'm not sure this is happening, and I'd get into doubt, and I'd just kind of plummet in my, in my doubt that I am filled with the Holy Spirit, even though I had met the conditions. I had surrendered myself, I'd asked the Lord to fill me, I'd even seen His working in my life, but it didn't compare to that person. <laughs> it didn't look like that person's testimony. And so, because of that, I was saying, well, I don't have a testimony, or I'm not sure this is really happening in my life. I I wouldn't stay in faith. Now, what Paul says to Timothy is this. Timothy, fan the flame. He said, I know you have the Holy Spirit. I was there when we laid hands on you. You're filled with the Holy Spirit. We believed with you for fullness. You believe for it. Now, instead of sitting there doubting about whether you're filled or not, get up and begin to walk in the Spirit. (laughs) Give yourself to the things of the Spirit. Give yourself to ministry in the Spirit. If, if, If you are filled with the Spirit, if you want a good place to hang out, come here for the night of healing prayer and pray for the sick. Say, Lord, teach me how to believe you for healing in people's lives. What great testimonies of healing in this church. And I believe the Lord wants to ramp it up even more. But for Him to ramp it up even more, it means everybody's got to be in. (laughs) To begin to press in as a church, Lord, would you, by your Spirit, begin to teach us how to believe you for greater expressions of your power through our life? To pray for the sick and to believe for breakthrough in their life. Uh, Maybe it's in the area of your own moral life. And you say, you know, I'm just not living the kind of holy life I need to live we'll begin to believe God to transform the way you choose. You know, the Spirit of God can empower us in our will so that we choose strongly for God. And I know in my own life, I've I've just been asking the Lord, Lord, revive me, revive my will. Give me a will that's strong for you, that I choose for you. Even if I have to choose against what I want, I want to choose for you. (laughs) I want to choose for your purpose and your glory in the earth. And you know, God can empower us to do that. He's done it over and over again in people's life. It's the work of holiness. Holiness is not legalism. Holiness is an empowerment of the human will to choose holy for God. And the Spirit of God can do that in us as we welcome Him to do that, as we believe for that in our own life. So believe the Lord to do that. Believe Him for power. Believe Him for holiness. Believe Him for revelation. Say, Lord, give me fresh insight, new ways. Give me revelation in your word. Give me revelation in my dreams. Give me revelation, Lord. I want to I be alive to you and alive to what you're speaking in this hour and in this time so I can give myself fully to, to what you have for my life. <clears throat> and, and I know many of you, and even some of the prayer requests today were just, you know, I want to well, stay the course. I want to hear the Lord. I want to know what God has for me. I want to walk according to His purpose, all your lives have converged in this place and in this time for the purpose of the kingdom of God on earth. <laughs> Ask the Lord, give me revelation, Lord. Would you give me revelation? Would you give me revelation for my, my calling, my direction for this time and this season to express your power and your grace in this community? So, If you find yourself in that place, and I I say in my own life, I finally uh, I was reading a book by Watchman Nee, a great uh, Chinese saint about the normal Christian life. And and I said to the Lord, Lord, I I want you to fill me so that it sticks. And the Lord said to me, Mark, you are filled. Just get up and start walking in this thing. (laughs) Just believe me for it. Just get out there and begin to live the Spirit-filled life and begin to Press in and risk into areas where you've never been before and trust me to show up and begin to empower you in ways you've never seen. And it was at that point that I began to see the things that I wanted in my life begin to show up. You see, I think a lot of us want God to prove to us we're filled. He doesn't prove it to us. But if we believe, we will see evidences that He's working in our life. So if He's got to prove it to you, you're not believing (laughs) Believe, believe that this is true, that there can be a level of empowerment in your life as a believer that Jesus has promised to us. Believe for it and then begin to walk in it. And the third thing, and maybe this is the most critical, uh, people who don't believe, people who do believe but are struggling with doubt. And third are people who have believed but no longer believe. And I'm, I'm not talking here about salvation. I'm talking about fullness, being filled with the Spirit. And there's a number of reasons why people quit believing. <clears throat> um, I think one reason is when we ask the Lord to fill us with the Holy Spirit, we have a lot of wonderful ideas of what the Spirit needs to do in our life. But then the Spirit starts messing in an area we don't want to mess in. <laughs> and we say, you know, I'm not sure I want to go with this. Now, this is why it's so important, I've, I, I'm convinced, that when we're asking the Lord to fill us with the Spirit, we settle it in our hearts once and for all. I want what God wants for me. <laughs> you've got to settle that. You can't play this two-world thing where, okay, I want some of the time this, but then when I really want something, I'm going for this. To me, fullness means you've settled that issue. <clears throat> it doesn't mean... That you're in a position to always choose for what God wants. But you're putting yourself in a position where God can begin to empower you to choose for what he wants. (laughs) And to get in that position, you have to give God permission. And our permission is a total commitment. Say, Lord, I'm all in. I'm all in for what you want in my life. And even if I have to struggle sometimes and wrestle over decisions you're asking me to make that are going against my own self-interest, my own selfish desires, I want you to know, I want you to empower me to make those kind of decisions. I mean, be honest with the Lord. Say, Lord, I can't make them on my own, but if you empower me to make those decisions, I will join you in that decision. You see, God wants to know If he has the right to empower, he's not going to force you to choose something against your will. But if you will fully commit your will to him, he can begin to empower you to choose, even to choose against your own self-interest for his glory, for his purposes in the earth. And what I find a lot of times is people ask to be filled with the Holy Spirit. God begins to work in their life. Things begin to happen. And then they kind of come to this, this crisis moment. Where God says, okay, I want you to step across this line. And we say, whoa, wait a minute. I don't want to step across that line. And if we haven't decided beforehand that we're fully into what God wants, and if he moves us and empowers us to take a step, we will take it. If we haven't decided that, then we'll pull back. Um, I remember a number of years ago, uh, it was quite a few years ago, We had a a service in a church. I was pastoring a Methodist church out here in Paulding County, and uh, that was when uh, Mark Rutland, many of you know Mark, was baptized in the Holy Spirit, and so Mark came out and did some meetings in our church, and we had a powerful move of God in those. We had three churches that were involved, three, three little Methodist churches, and one of the pastors in one of the churches got filled with the Holy Spirit in those meetings. And, uh, and so about uh, several months later, I was with this pastor, and we were driving from a, a meeting we were having, uh, a church meeting, and um, on the way back, and he said, i got to share something with you. And I said, what's that? He said, well, you know, I asked the Lord to fill me with the Holy Spirit in those meetings, and I said, yeah. And he said, well, I, I've decided uh, to pull the plug on that. I said, well, what's going on? He said, well, uh, my superintendent told me that if the word got out, I was filled with the Holy Spirit. It would affect the churches that I get. And he said, uh, I am not gonna, I don't want my, my reputation out there that I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, uh, at least he was honest. I mean, I know some people are saying no to the Holy Spirit and they're pretending like everything's okay. <laughs> this guy said, I'm gonna say no and I want you to know I'm saying no. Uh, what happened? Well, he had been filled with the Spirit, but when the Spirit said, okay, this may cost you your reputation, are you willing to go there? He said, no, I'm not. You see, it wouldn't have, he wasn't all in. There are times that being filled with the Spirit will cost you in some way. <laughs> in some way, it's gonna cost you. And that's why it's important that you make this kind of total commitment to the lord lord i'm all in because i trust you with what you want for my life more than i trust myself and even when it's not understood i still trust you with where you're leading me because i trust your wisdom more than my wisdom and uh and that's the key and fullness and let me say this fullness god is so gracious and he works with us in our choices I'm not saying that if God moves you to go in a certain way and you're you're struggling over it, that He says, okay, I'm done with you. No, He works with us. And sometimes it takes a season to to work through an issue. But if you will stay open to the Lord and stay open to His fullness, I believe eventually He'll get you to the place where you choose into what He's moving you to choose into, what He's empowering you to believe, even if it's a tough decision. Uh, The Greek, Orthodox Church has this wonderful illustration I'll close with this and the illustration is that they would always say you could take a a sword and and the nature of the sword is that it's hard it's cold and it cuts and you could take that sword and if you put it in a fire and if you leave it in the fire long enough the sword takes on the characteristics of the fire It becomes hot, it glows, and it can burn. It can start a fire. Now, the sword doesn't become the fire, but it takes on the nature of the fire. And that's what it means to be filled with the Holy Spirit. When we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we begin to take on the nature of Jesus. We begin to take on His ministry. We begin to take on His characteristics. Because the Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus. And when He has full sway in our life, when He begins to impact how we choose and how we believe and what we go after, then it begins to affect us in a huge way. But the key is this, to keep your life through your surrender to God and His working in you, to keep your life in the fullness of His Holy Spirit. And when you do that, you begin to see things happen it is a journey it's a pilgrimage in which you you learn new things you struggle over things but as you say lord i'm i'm all in i'm still all in i'm struggling with this but i'm all in you got to help me you got to help me move into the decision you're calling me into god will meet you in that and you can continue in faith as a spirit-filled believer so this morning for ministry i thought uh what I'd like to do is just kind of do a clean sweep on all of those categories so we might all might be at the front. But uh, uh, <clears throat> the first one, and I think we'll have a ministry team, but if we can't, we'll see how many uh, respond. But the first one is this. If you've never asked the Lord to fill you with the Holy Spirit, this would be a great day to do that. <laughs> and just come and remember the conditions are simple, but sometimes difficult. You have to work through. And that is to say to the Lord, Lord, I'm all in. My life is yours. I want my choices to be your choices. I want, I want to be able to embrace whatever you're empowering me to choose. And I want you to know I'm all in, and I'm asking you to fill me with the spirit that you've put within me. I give you permission to release the spirit and all of his fullness in my life that I might live at that kind of level. And I'm believing for that, Lord. I'm asking you, and I'm believing that you would fill me today. Uh, for those of you who, uh, who have asked that, but you're struggling, you have been struggling, you've kind of wondered, you've doubted, uh, maybe you just need to come and say, okay, Lord, I'm re-upping. <laughs> I want you to know I, I'm, I want this life. I'm, I'm tired of my playing around and doubting and confusion, and I believe you're filling me, and I'm willing to step into The purposes you have for me i'm willing to press into ministry i'm willing to press into your will for my life whatever that looks like i'm willing for you to empower me in that way and then if if there are some of you who have kind of shut down the work of the holy spirit in your life and let me say i find some people shut down the work of the holy spirit uh, sometimes because of reputation sometimes because they've been burned with spirit-filled ministry (laughs) Not that the Spirit has done it, but people have abused them in a Spirit-filled setting. And they say, I'm done with this. I'm done with this world. I'm done with the charismatic world. I'm done with the Spirit-filled stuff because there's just too much abuse in it. And if that's where you are, you need to understand that it's not the Spirit abusing you, but sometimes through churches that have claimed uh, the work of the Spirit and even see the work of the Spirit, Sometimes they leverage that work for self-promotion or self-enrichment or whatever. That happens. But don't pull back from the Holy Spirit because someone has abused the work of the Spirit. And if that's where you've been in your life, you need to repent of that. Say, Lord, your Spirit is great, gentle, kind, gracious to me, and I want everything the Spirit can do in my life. And so if, if there's any pushback on my part, to the work of your spirit in my life. I repent of that. Even though I may have been hurt by people who claim this work of the spirit. And I wanna receive the work you have for me in the way you wanna do it in my life. So, let's stand together. I invite, invite the worship team and the ministry team to the front. And uh, there'll be others of us here to pray with you. But let's stand, I wanna pray for you. And then, um, then if you want prayer this morning for any of these areas, We invite you to come and and to receive during the worship time. Lord, we thank you, Jesus, for your Holy Spirit. And Lord, we're again reminded that the first thing you did when you uh, ascended into heaven to sit at the right hand of the Father during this period before your return, the first thing you did was to pour out your Spirit because that's your greatest delight and your greatest joy that your people would be filled with your Holy Spirit. And so, Lord, we want to uh, track with your heart and your will. We thank you, Jesus, that even now at the right hand of the Father, you hear our prayers. And still now, you continue to pour out your Spirit in the the believer's heart, the one who asks and believes and receives. And so, Lord, I I thank you for this church. I thank you, Lord, that you're building a community here that is finding its own expression of Spirit-filled life. And I pray, Lord, that you would continue to lead Josh and the leadership team and every person in this church to go after your heart for this community to see it transformed. Because, Lord, we cannot transform this community by human will. It has to be a move of God that will transform it. So, Lord, I pray for a continued infusion of your spirit into this body. And, Lord, we realize that for that to happen, there has to be a continued infusion of your Spirit in every individual here. So, Lord, give them grace today, those who need to respond. Give them grace to come and to receive and to believe what you have for them today in the power of your Spirit. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you'd like prayer this morning, you come to the front. We'll pray with you.